Hello, and welcome to the MLM.com podcast. I'm your host, Kenny Rollins. Today's episode is going to be a little different than our past episodes, and we'll have three different guests specializing with IT solutions and specifically when to build versus when to buy or integrate or customize as the head of an IT department for an MLM or party plan company. First up, we'll talk with one of my colleagues from Infotrax, Jared Smith. Hi, Jared. How are you? Doing good, Kenny. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for uh, joining us today. Uh, Jared is the head of R&D for Infotrack Systems, and I wanted to bring Jared in to kind of get his thoughts. I know in talking to him, one of the things that he's constantly looking at as the head of R&D at a software company is where do we build, where do we buy, and where do we integrate with other people? And every day in the software world, it becomes easier and easier to integrate with other people. So I wanted to pose the question question to Jared, uh, what would you consider uh, as if you were the head of a MLM, party planner, network marketing company, the head of IT, um, where would you draw that line and what are some things you would consider when deciding whether to build, buy, or integrate? Well, that is the big question. I think that's the big question that every... Uh, CEO, COO, CIO, anyone that's looking to expand their software and differentiate themselves and give them a competitive advantage over their in the, in their industry, ask themselves ask themselves that question: How much money do I want, want to spend internally versus how much money do I want to spend integrating with someone, uh, licensing them that software, or even there's the question on uh, who do I acquire that sometimes they have to ask themselves. That's kind of a distance forth. Um, And I always liked when deciding what to add to our own product, I've always liked these three buckets that Gartner has built to push their functionality to. And the three buckets that they have out there, they call their system of record, system of differentiation, and system of innovation. And so when I look to build software, I ask myself, does this particular functionality fit in one of those three buckets? How that applies for RD also applies for companies asking themselves whether I build it myself or whether I go to a third party. And I'll explain the differences between those three buckets. And your system of record is the thing that everyone does that's the same across the board. If I have a shopping cart, I have to be able to add items to that shopping cart. That's something everyone does. Everyone expects a shopping cart to be able to do that. Everyone expects a shopping cart to be able to calculate taxes, to be able to calculate freight, be able to accept a credit card, check out. That functionality is the same across the board. There's nothing special about that. There's nothing that's gonna give you a, a competitive advantage over your competitor being able to have a shopping cart that accepts a credit card. That's a system of record and everyone accepts that a shopping cart does that. The system of differentiation is the thing that gives you that competitive advantage, that thing that you do better than your competitor does. Uh, sticking with the shopping cart analogy, for example, Amazon, they're one click buy now. You can hit that and buy the product and have it shipped to you. That's something that they do. They have a patent on. Uh, they do that better than anyone else. That gives them a competitive advantage. That is a system of differentiation functionality that they have. Uh, another example would be the ability to buy 
a book on Kindle and have that immediately sent to your Kindle. That's something that's unique to them, that they do well, that's different than anyone else in the industry. That's a system of differentiation item that they have. And then, of course, the system of innovation, that's something that I specialize in being in R&D. That's the thing that does not exist yet, that no one has even thought of. Uh, that is something that you build. So you come up with the idea, you're not quite sure how it looks, you start uh, going into the agile process of going in the sprints and working and failing fast and coming up with this new product until finally you discover what that is and it's brand new and no one else has it and it's, and you release it and it gives you this huge advantage, of course, that's the system of innovation type functionality. And so when you're sitting down and if I was sitting down as the head of a, of a MLM business and I said, okay, in order for me to be successful in my business, the first thing I need is a shopping cart. I'm not going to build that myself. There are lots of shopping carts out there that do everything that I need. That's a system of record. To me, that's no-brainer. Integrate. Well, and it's interesting. I've obviously uh, heard you talk about this before. Uh, and just as you were explaining now, I, the thought came to me that by building a system of record that already exists, that there are multiple options out there of that you could, could utilize either through uh, uh, a SaaS agreement or, or some other licensing agreement, um, you're actually in, in some ways creating a liability for yourself because now you've taken on the onus of staying up to date with that technology, not becoming, because a lot of those things aren't competitive advantages, but they can become disadvantages, right? Right. If you don't properly uh, take a credit card or properly calculate tax and freight and stuff, nobody gives you credit when you do it correctly, but they're sure mad when you do it incorrectly. So that's oh, one of the things that stood out to me as you were talking about the system of record is that that can pretty quickly become a liability because you've got to maintain it, you've got to stay up to date, you know, stay competitive with what is evolving in the industry. And when there's somebody who's made that their specialty, they're putting R&D dollars towards that. They're working, I mean, you talk just about what, what we do at Infotrax, you know, we're working actively to make our commission engine better all the time, not just for one commission plan, but across the board. And so you've now taken that on. And there used to be a time where that was more justifiable because customizing and integrating were so much more difficult. I have a hard time seeing why a company would take that on at this point. Exactly, no. And that, that is a very common mistake and a very easy mistake to make is those items that are, can be considered system of record is, oh, that, that's easy to do. You know, it already exists. You know how it works. You say, you know what, well, we can bring that in and we can build that ourselves. But as you said, you're taking on a lot of risk because every system of record is considered a number of different items. Number one, they've considered reliability. They've spent a ton of dollars and manpower to make sure that that system's up and running all the time. Uh, that it's always there available and it's working, you got to make sure that you're matching that. Governance is a big one. Are you meeting the not only the governance on how people use it, but also the governance of federal or international regulations that are attached to that system? Uh, paying out commissions comes with all sorts of 
uh, federal policies and rules that have to be followed, you're now taking that risk on yourself instead of letting the third party handle that for you. And so some companies might be tempted to say, ah, you know what, that exists, we know how that works, let's just do it ourselves, don't realize how much risk they're taking on them when they make that decision. And so they have to be careful on that. If someone already does it, they have the expertise, integrate with them. Go ahead and make a deal and, and let them do that. And you focus on the things that you know that you can differentiate between you and your competitors that can give you that competitive advantage. Focus on that system of differentiation. Yeah, and I think that really is probably the, the best advice that, that I've heard when, when talking about, well, should we build it or should we buy it, is kind of the introspective look of saying, okay, well, what are we hoping to gain from building it ourselves? And what are we willing to do in order to gain that, right? Are we willing to all of a sudden expand our expertise uh, and our valuable resources to, to cover those bases as well as then uh, focusing on, on what, what really you're good at and not just differentiate you from, from an IT perspective, but most MLMs, most party plans are not IT companies, right? They're a product company and they wanna be focused on that product. And, right. and by having a healthy view of, okay, what's out there, um, it allows you to preserve your resources to focus on what you're really good at, which is your party, or sorry, your product and your opportunity. Exactly. Um, now talk to me, how were some of the ways, we were talking a little bit earlier just in preparation for this, and so many people think of integrating just in terms of APIs, which I think is more and more the most common thing, but there are also, uh, you were talking to me about uh, application-specific languages. Um, so w when we're talking about integrating, what type of stuff is out there or, or how would somebody go about starting up and what would they look for? So when you, yeah, when you talk about integrating, the first thing that you want is you want to make sure that you have a good base or a good platform that you're running on. Uh, that platform can give you a number of different advantages to be able to integrate. The one is the very simple plug-and-play API integration. So that platform may say, hey, we support connections to, for example, uh, tax software or credit card software or commission software. And we just allow you to take those credentials or API keys, connect, and you're in there and you're now calculating taxes with Avalara or you're calculating points or payments with HyperWallet or some other you know, third-party companies out there, and you're able to connect those in with the APIs and it's up and running and it works and you don't have to do any extra work. Uh, and that's great because that gets you connected to those system of record uh, type third-party applications. Uh, when it comes to the time that you've got a really great idea, that you're saying, okay, we've got a promotion, or we have a flow in our shopping cart, or we've got a point system, or we've got some other really great idea that's going to make us better than anyone else out there in our industry, uh, that's when you need to take the next step. It's more than just an API connecting to an existing third party. It's now you're creating something unique. You're bordering on that system of differentiation and system of innovation type functionality. Uh, and that's when you're going to need to actually get in there and actually create something new. 
and create something different. Uh, and that's when you want that platform to give you a little bit more flexibility. And this is where we come into the application-specific languages or uh, the domain-specific languages, DSLs. Uh, NetSuite is a good example of this. They have their suite script, which is kind of a JavaScript that allows you to go in there and create a custom screen or custom flow, allow you to change the functionality. Uh, there's some other platforms. Our own platform allows you to go in there and, and uh, modify how data tracks or maybe Evo flows to some of our, some of our subroutines. Uh, that if you have someone with you know, basic to moderate IT knowledge that you can bring on staff or even uh, you have an agreement with that platform owner that they can go in there and create this competitive advantage functionality for you that exists within that platform, within that ecosystem, uh, and then launch it, even, uh, launch it, get out there in front of your user, and then that gives you that uh, new functionality and that competitive advantage for low cost. Definitely a lot lower than bringing on a full IT staff and creating the whole platform and then your new functionality on top of that flat platform from scratch. Well, I think that's one of the key things that, that that is important that people think about is that not everything will be done simply through integration, but by selecting a correct partner in a platform provider, um, that you make sure that you do have points where you can step in and say, okay, I like 90% of what you have, but I want to do this 5 to 10% to differentiate myself. And a good platform form provider will have that ability. Where now we really are talking about having the best of all worlds where you are able to uh, offload the, the overhead and the liability of creating and maintaining a platform all on your on your own um, you're not forced to recreate the will because you can go integrate with people who do very common things uh, who are, are staying at the top of their field uh, but then you do have the ability to get in and and change things a little bit or integrate or uh, personalize and customize things to suit your need uh, without having to have a full bore IT staff and now all of a sudden say, yeah, we're a company XYZ that has this great product and we're also a technology company. Um, and I think we'll end it there. I mean, do you have anything else that, that you think people should be aware of or uh, any other thoughts? Uh, my final thought would be that, that uh, ideal platform definitely uh, gives you a scale of, of entry. You can connect very easily in that plug and play APIs into going in and setting up a couple of preferences that change how the platform works to that domain-specific language to be able to create different new fields on the screen or new flows to straight up allowing you to write you know, the program in a specific language and insert that program to completely change the functionality of the platform. And, that, and that's something that is uh, something that I would look for and uh, definitely exists out there to allow you to really take your company to where you want it to go. And then you spend time thinking about that instead of thinking about how you want a shopping cart to run or how credit cards need to work or any of those system of record type systems. Well, Jared, thank you. That, that uh, is really great information and we look forward to having you on the podcast again soon. No problem, appreciate it. Next, we'll be talking with Cleet Words, an enterprise partner manager at Avalara.
Good morning, Cleet. How are you? Great. How are you doing? Good, good, good. I appreciate you coming on the podcast with us and talking a little bit about the benefits of, of working with a third-party vendor. And uh, before we dive into that, though, why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit of background on, on Avalara uh, and the services you guys provide? You bet. I appreciate that. So Avalara, we, we're based out of Seattle, Washington. Uh, we've been in business for over 15 years. Avalara is a global sales tax uh, company. So our whole mission is to automate, simplify, uh, and increase compliance for organizations when it comes to sales tax. So our uh, cloud-based sales tax technology allows us to plug into hundreds of ERP, direct selling, uh, e-commerce platforms to automate and manage sales tax wherever customers need that. Well, I think that's a perfect segue into into what we're talking about today because uh, our, our big emphasis right now is uh, kind of discussing whether a person should, should build something in-house or partner with a third-party vendor. Um, and you start talking about sales taxes and especially going global, uh, that's such a, a complicated thing that I'd be surprised if many people try to take that on on their own. Um, and especially where uh, partnering uh, has become so much easier, what, uh, what, what would you say to somebody who is considering using third-party tools versus building something in-house? Well, I think it all comes down to, from an organization perspective, you know, what are you really good at? And when you look at, you know, a lot of companies that I work with, um, in, in whatever um, industry or service that you're providing, but when you look at third-party software, software services today specialize. And so you look at Avalara, you look at a lot of the direct selling platforms, you look at e-commerce. They specialize in specific uh, needs for organizations. And so, you know, for, for an organizational perspective, you know, where do you want to spend your time, money, and resources? And what I found is, is you know, when you look at third-party platforms or, or software uh, uh, platforms, they do their job really well. And so whether that's a back office or an e-commerce or, you know, sales tax is what we do. That's all we do, right? And so for organizations looking to automate and manage and uh, looking to offload versus hiring somebody in-house, you know, the cost, the resources, the time, the risk of doing it themselves, the benefits for organizations are using other resources to help drive revenue for their organization. Yeah, and that really succinctly actually summarizes my view of, of it as well. And uh, in our last episode on the podcast, we were talking to Moy Chambers, who is the executive vice president over IT at LiveVantage. And he was talking about how his goal is to only do the things that really affect his, their relationship with the distributor, right? So he wants to be able to control... Uh, that relationship and the beauty of third-party tools today is that he can do that, right? He can pull in an Avalara, pull in another third party uh, and still uh, control that relationship and, and what their distributors see 
um, without having to all of a sudden become a tax expert or become an expert in uh, shipping or, or, or other things like that. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, one of the things that we're experiencing is it's getting ever easier to, to integrate. So it used to be one of the arguments for bringing it in-house uh, was that you had more control over it uh, and, and the time that it takes to integrate. But so many of the partners out there are getting so much better with, through the API layer of allowing people to integrate. Uh, what are you seeing on that front, and what is Avalara doing to make that even easier? Well, so yeah, when you look at API today versus 10 years ago, uh, yeah, it, it's a whole different world. I mean, if you just look at technology in general, technology is moving so quickly. And I think the other kind of step magic has a past step. When you look at using third parties, their jobs are to keep up with the, the latest technologies. And so when you look at automation, when you look at technology versus doing it in-house, it's harder for you know, organizations in-house to keep up with technology and keep up with the, uh, the, the latest, uh, whether it's integrations or code or whatever that is. And when you look at APIs, you know, the ease at which that organizations can take an API, whether it's a REST or a SOAP API, or there's so many different APIs based on the technology uh, resources you have to plug into whatever systems that you need. So today, the ease at which you can plug into your systems, and, and again, most organizations I'm working with have multiple systems. Like you said, whether it's a, a billing system or a back office system, an e-commerce system, they need a cohesive way to plug all of those systems together to run the business. And through whether it's an API, and here's the other thing is a lot of their third-party platforms or third-party um, software companies have relationships already. So there's a lot, a lot of times you don't even need to use an API to plug into a system. It, those, those relationships and those integrations have already been built. So I know from an Avalara perspective, we have over 700 in pre-built integrations to all sorts of platforms. So you may get a third party and already have the integration already built. It's already done. You just plug it in. Yeah, no, and that's an excellent point. And I also like uh, the point that you brought up about uh, by partnering with somebody that specializes in a specific thing, they're staying ahead of the game. Uh, both from a technology standpoint, but also the thing that they specialize in. You know, I imagine it as, as different clients of yours go to open different countries or, or come up against different tax questions. Those are uh, paths that you guys have already walked down, and they don't have to reinvent the wheel because they're partnering with you uh, who's, who, who's already experienced that. Well, and you look at, right, I mean, the, the, your go-to-market strategy. I mean, third-party platforms and third-party systems allow you to get into whatever that is, whether it's going global or into a different country. They've already done it, right? And so why, as you refer to it, why reinvent the wheel? Right? It, it's already been invented. It's, it's ready to be used. So now, again, you think about time to market. Or do you want to customize and do something yourself in-house that takes time, cost? And the biggest one is risk. 
I talked to a number of organizations that have tried it in-house or they, they said, oh, no, no, we can do this, no problem. And, you know, a year later, it's still not built. They've sunk X amount of dollars into it and they still aren't in the market that they want to be in. So there's a lot of, when you talk about cost, there's a lot of different costs when you look at, you know, software, third party, going to the market, et cetera. Yeah, and I like that word that you use, risk, because uh, you you can uh, be putting yourself at quite a bit of risk or uh, taking risk off of off of your hands by by partnering with the right third parties, uh, and it it can really. I mean, we've experienced it where people are just blown away by the time that that we can provide a solution uh, that they just think it is so daunting, simply because not because you know, we're brilliant, although I'd like to think we are, but, but more because of the experience that comes with it, right? That these are problems that we've seen before. Um, and certainly, you know, our clients, there are things that they are expert at. And our goal is to allow them more time to work on the things that they are experts at and that really differentiate them from their competitors and offload the things that, that, not only are they not experts at, but they don't want to have to be experts at, right? And I'm sure that that's, that's your guys' same take with tax. No, not every company needs to be a tax expert. Uh, and the, the beauty of the landscape that we work in right now is that we are allowing uh, each other to leverage off of one another. I remember back when Infotrax had to be much more tax-centric just because the the integration was not as easy it is, as it is now, and now that's something we don't we don't even mess around with. Well, you're exactly right, and I think you know a lot of times organizations look at whether it's tax or a back office or shipping systems or whatever whatever it is, credit card, and they say, oh, you know, that's really simple. And when you really look at you know, regulations, when you look at compliance, when you look at, you know, PCI compliance or, you know, whatever it is, there's a lot of complexity to it. And um, understanding, and most organizations, they don't want to be a sales tax expert expert, or a, a back office systems expert, or, you know, they don't want to hire a bunch of developers. And so that's the piece that organizations need to, you know, go through that, that process of going through okay, let's assess what are our needs. And a lot of times that, that's really where the crux of the issue comes in is they don't know what their needs are. And trying to you know, get a really good understanding of this is where you want to go. Here are your requirements and needs and versus immediate needs, you know, mid to long-term needs, et cetera. And then how are your third-party systems going to be able to address your immediate, mid, and long-term requirements? Yeah, and that's perfect. And uh, I think we'll leave it right there. We appreciate your time. I, I just think that that is, is such a good perspective. And and really uh, having, cl- uh, if I were a company starting today or even in business today, I would I would ask that same question: Is it, are these things that we need to be experts in? And how could another third party address this need that we have? Um, and by asking yourself a, a, that question, you can uh, you can make your life a lot easier and, and allow yourself as, as the head of an IT department to sleep a lot better at night. Thank you so much for your time, Cleet, and we look forward to having you on the podcast again soon. I appreciate the opportunity. And finally, we'll be talking with Daryl Welling, 
who is an executive vice president at ProPay. Hello, Daryl. Thanks for joining us. It's my pleasure. Uh, so before we, we dive into uh, talking about third parties in general, I thought maybe we'd give our listeners a chance to, to know a little bit about you and ProPay. Uh, could you give us a little bit uh, background on ProPay? Sure. Uh, ProPay was founded in 1997. Um, and really, ever since the company's had any appreciable business or size, we've been focused on the direct selling. So for the last 17, 18 years, um, Direct selling has been about 80% of our business, um, and we've, we've partnered with, with industry experts to bring really kind of best-of-breed solutions to the industry around payments, both in credit card processing and uh, making payments or commission payments to, to distributors or consultants, and that's been, been the core focus of our business. Okay, and so obviously you guys, uh, in order to do that, people are, are integrating um, with you both to take payments and then also to pay out. Um, and today we're, we're talking about uh, third-party integrations. And I guess uh, in uh, with our other guests, we've talked about some of the benefits that come from partnering with a third party because you've got somebody who's focused specifically on uh, what it is that they do best. And I guess I'd, I'd ask you, in the payment arena, how, how does that benefit your clients? Uh, you talk about how you guys focus not even just on payments, but payments within in the direct selling space. Uh, what would you say are some of the, the benefits that clients get because of that? Well, I think what you do is you get a company who focuses on being good at one thing versus average at, at many and you can start to to bring together a best of class product or solution and as i look at our you know our payment platforms you know our ability to stay up on the most current uh both uh card regulation or regulatory environments as well as the legal environment when it comes to privacy and card protection and data protection um as well as the solutions we bring to bear are all you know, laser focused on, on payments and, and on direct selling so that all of these things make sense. I look at, you know, what we've done with InfoTracks, for example, on um, some of the, the fraud situations where we've got a best-in-class fraud tool that, that works great for companies like Disney and others who are wanting to bring down their online fraud. But then we go a step further with, with our back office partnership with InfoTracks and we actually bring in, in data elements like, is this an orphaned distributor? Um, and, and data elements that are very specific to direct selling. So I think the fact that, that we, can, we stay abreast of the industry in, in terms of payments as well as then how does that relate to direct selling is kind of an added benefit. You know, and, and I think you bring up a, a good point that maybe people don't think about when they're, they're first starting out or even maybe when they're in the trenches uh, trying to run their own I, IT department is, you know, there's the bare minimum level of stuff. Can I take a credit card payment? Can I uh, pay out to my distributors? But then there's that next tier of things that you're talking about where uh, you're actively solving problems that people may not even know that they have yet. And especially in the area of fraud and privacy, what are some of the big changes that people should be aware of that they're probably not? Well, I, 
I think with, with fraud, you don't know you have a problem until you have a problem. And that's always kind of scary. And we've seen over the last couple of years, several big direct selling companies literally get lit up overnight, going, going from not having a fraud problem at all to being on Visa's watch list, being fined by the, the card brands, and even risking their merchant uh, ability to accept cards. Um, so having those solutions that are already developed and already ready to go and already part of the integration where our customers don't have to do much uh, is a huge deal. Um, another thing is, is you may have a card processor, but you don't think that, boy, in two years, we might want to go international. And, you know, are those solutions in place? Do I have to recode or do I have a platform that's robust enough? Whether ProPay is the processor or we're going to go to somebody else, can can my current integration to ProPay get me to China or can it get me to England or wherever it may be? So I think, you know, as you look at the, the bare minimum, that's great to, to get up and going, but it may cause you to completely recode if you, you don't have some forward thinking. And, you know, things like holding your own credit card data is a really expensive proposition to do it right. And if that's not your core competency, it's hard to imagine that, that you can't save money and aggravation and sleepless nights by partnering with somebody who does it for, you know, tons of big companies. And, and that's, their, that's what they do every day. You know, and that phrase that you used right there, uh, core competency, is kind of the thread that I've noticed uh, running throughout my conversations, both relating to the podcast and, and just other conversations with other third-party vendors is partnering allows you to focus on what your core competency is. It allows you to focus on what differentiates you from your competitors, and it offloads those things that everybody has in common, right? That there's there's not a lot that doing your own credit card processing or doing your own tax validation or doing your own warehouse uh, oversight gives you uh, that that differentiates you from your competitors. But not being up to snuff, not being able to respond to th- uh, fraud and and to international expansion needs uh, can be a real detriment to your business. So I think that that's one of the things that that really stands out to me. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, the other thing that I think is is a little bit coming up on people by surprise is it used to be that that there was something to be gained in in doing stuff in house because it was difficult to to partner. Um, now, obviously, in 2017, a lot of people don't believe that's true anymore. And in our experiences, that that's that's not true anymore. And I know in working with you guys, uh, one of the things that you guys work very hard at is to make it easy to integrate and and so that you don't become the bottleneck. Uh, Talk to me a little bit more about what you guys do to stay ahead of of the technology curve um, for your clients. Well, and I think that, you know, that that's a goal of, of something that you're always chasing. You never arrive in being easier or faster or better. And it's something that, that we're constantly doing. Um, you know, whether it's a developer portal or spending time and, and effort integrating to back offices so customers don't have to do that themselves. Um, you know, those, those that's, again, I think you're back to core competency. Is, is that what we're worried about every day? Yes. You know, we want to protect your data. We want to make it easy for you to get in. We want to make it cost effective. And, and, and that's kind of part of, it's why we come to work is to get better at all those things every day. But 
you know, integration is is as easy as you can make it, but it's it's still a a, a chore. Um, I think one thing we've done is we've gone out and partnered with companies like InfoTrack, so customers just don't have to worry about it. It's it's part and parcel of what they're buying when they're buying their back office. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, Daryl, uh, I appreciate your time, and and I think we'll leave it there because you've really brought up some good points. Uh, you know, and and I would reiterate just what you've said is that uh, by by partnering with the right third parties, you're really uh, making your life easier and buying yourself some sleep at night, right? So that you're worried about the things that, that differentiate you from your competitors. You're not worried about, you know, security breaches. You're not worried about uh, fraud overseas. You're not worried about, uh, you know, new regulations that are going to come down the pipe because you've partnered with people who are worrying about that for you. Uh, have, I, have I missed anything there, Daryl? No, I think that's dead on. All right, perfect. Well, we appreciate your time and we look forward to having you on the podcast again soon. Hey, thanks so much, Kenny. Have a good one. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. And again, a special thanks to Jared Smith, Cleet Wirtz, and Daryl Welling for their time and expertise. As always, we'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to give us feedback through MLM.com or leave us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. And finally, a very special thanks for production support from Adam Holdaway and Jana Bangeter. We hope you'll tune in next time.